Chapter Eleven of A Yankee Girl at Fort Sumter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by E. Lee. A Yankee Girl at Fort Sumter by Alice Turner Curtis. Chapter Eleven. Sylvia carries a message. Mrs. Fulton did not seem surprised to hear of Sylvia's dismissal from Miss Patton's school because of her failure to salute the palmetto flag. She did not say very much of the occurrence that afternoon when Sylvia returned from the fort, for she wanted Sylvia to think as pleasantly as possible of her pretty teacher. But she was surprised that Sylvia herself did not have more to say about the affair. But Sylvia's own thoughts were so filled by the mysterious letter which was pinned inside her dress, with wondering how she could safely deliver it without the knowledge of anyone, that she hardly thought of school. For the time, she had even forgotten Estrella. "'What do you say to becoming a teacher yourself, Sylvia, dear?' her mother asked as they sat together in the big sunny room which overlooked the harbor. "'When I grow up?' asked Sylvia. Mrs. Fulton smiled. Sylvia, grown up, seemed a long way in the future. No, that is too far away, she answered. I was thinking that perhaps you would like to teach Estralla to read and write. You could begin tomorrow if you wished. Yes, indeed. Mother, you think of everything, declared Sylvia. Why, that will be better than going to school. But we must not let your own studies be neglected, her mother reminded her. So after you have given Estralla a morning lesson each day, you and I will study together and keep up with Grace and Flora. By the way, Flora was here just before you and father reached home. She was very sorry not to see you, and I have asked Flora and Grace to come to supper tomorrow night. Sylvia began to think that a world without school was going to be a very pleasant world after all. She was sure that it would be great fun to teach Estralla, and to have lessons with her mother was even better than reciting to pretty Miss Rosalie. And, besides this, her best friends were coming to supper the next day, so she had many pleasant things to think of, which was exactly what her mother had planned. Her father had said that she might ask Grace to go sailing with them in the butterfly in a day or two, and now Sylvia resolved to ask if she might not ask Flora as well. And perhaps Estrella could go too. So it was no wonder that she ran upstairs singing, There's a good time coming, it's almost here, greatly to the satisfaction of her father and mother, who had feared that she would be very unhappy over this school affair. They were sorry it had happened, but they could not blame Sylvia. Oh, Missy Sylvia, here I is! And as Sylvia set her candle on the table, Estralla stood smiling before her. Oh! exclaimed Sylvia with such surprise that the little darky looked at her wonderingly. Yo tells me to come, and here I is, she repeated. You tells me, and Estralla sniffed as if ready to give her usual wails that you's goin to stop my being sold off from my mammy how you goin stop it missy for a moment sylvia was tempted to tell estralla that it couldn't be helped as long as south carolina believed in slavery but estralla's sad eyes and pleading look made her resolve again to protect this little slave girl against injustice so she replied quickly 
that is my secret don't you worry some day very soon i shall tell you all about it you know estrella that you need not be afraid and what do you think i am not going to school any more estrella's face had brightened she was always quite ready to smile but she could not understand why sylvia had wanted her to come so mysteriously to her room and i am going to teach you to read and write sylvia added is you missy estrella responded in a half-frightened whisper now she thought she knew all about missy sylvia's reasons for the secret visit for very few slave owners allowed any one to teach the slaves to read and write estrella knew this and it seemed a wonderful thing that missy sylvia proposed i'll tell you all about it tomorrow morning said sylvia now run away and with a chuckle of delight estrella closed the door softly behind her she had been quite ready to run away with missy sylvia when she had crept up the stairs earlier in the evening but to stay safely with her mammy and learn to read seemed a much happier plan to the little darky if she could read and write why it would be almost as wonderful as it would be to be a little white girl she thought now sylvia realized as she stood alone in her safe pleasant chamber that as soon as possible she must deliver the letter entrusted to her if it was to go to washington it must be some message that was of importance to the officers at fort moultrie and fort sumter she thought perhaps it might even be something that would help carolinians to give up slavery and then estrella and aunt connie and all the black people she knew and liked could be safe and have homes of their own sylvia went to the window and peered out the street and garden lay dark and shadowy now and then a dark figure went along the street the house seemed very quiet she tiptoed to the closet and took out a brown cape it was the one which she wore on stormy days and nearly covered her then from one of the bureau drawers she drew out a long blue silk scarf and twisted it about her head i can pull the end over my face and they'll think i'm a darky she thought resolved if anyone spoke to her not to answer she whispered over the name and address on the letter she knew that the street led from king street and she was sure that she could find it but it was some distance from home it would be late before she could get back she blew out her candle opened her chamber door and stood listening she could not hear a sound and tiptoed cautiously along the hall to the stairs what if the door of her mother's room should open she thought terrified at such a possibility what could she say she had promised not to tell of the letter and what reason could she give for creeping out of the house at that hour but she reached the lower floor safely and now came the danger of making a noise when opening the door sylvia grasped the big key and turned it slowly then she pulled at the heavy door and it swung back easily she gave a long breath of relief as she stepped out on the piazza she left the door ajar so that she could slip in easily on her return keeping in the shadow of the trees she reached the street and now she felt sure that nothing could prevent her from delivering the letter she ran swiftly along now and then meeting someone who glanced wonderingly at the flying little figure she had reached king street and was nearly at the street where she was to turn when suddenly a heavy hand grasped her arm and nearly swung her from her feet running off are you and wearing your mistress's clothes at that i'll warrant," said a gruff voice well now whose darky are you 
sylvia pulled the silken scarf from her face and even in the glimmer of the dull street lamp under which the man had drawn her he could see the auburn hair and blue eyes but he still kept his grasp on her arm there were slaves who were not black he knew and quality white girls were not running about charleston streets alone at night what is your name he demanded sylvia looked at him resentfully how dare you grab me like this she demanded let me go the man released his grasp instantly no darky girl or slave would have spoken like that he vanished as suddenly as he had appeared more frightened now than sylvia herself for an instant sylvia stood quite still she felt ready to cry and now walked more slowly for the first time she realized something of what it must be to be a colored girl if i had been estralla he would have dragged me off and had me whipped she thought oh i must get mr robert waite to let estralla stay safe with us she was now near her destination which proved to be a large house right on the street she knocked at the door several times before it was opened then she found herself looking up at a tall man whose white hair and kindly smile gave her confidence well little girl whom do you wish to see he asked pleasantly i have a message i began sylvia her voice trembling a little are you mr Doane? yes come in and he held the door open for her to enter then closed and fastened it behind them sylvia drew the letter from its hiding place and handed it to him and mr Doane slipped it into his pocket come in my child and rest a moment you are out of breath he said leading the way to a small room at the end of the narrow hall sylvia was glad to sit down in a low chair near the table while mr Doane opened the envelope he could see that there was another letter enclosed as well as the one which the tall man was reading with such interest when he had finished reading the letter he tore it into a great many small pieces then he put the enclosed envelope carefully in an inner pocket so you brought me this letter from the fort well you have done what i hope may prove a great service to the stars and stripes i thank you he said looking with smiling eyes at the tired little figure in the brown cape then he asked sylvia her name and she told him that no one not even her dear mother knew that she had brought the message before they had finished their talk he had heard all about the blue cockades that the girls had worn at miss patton's school and of sylvia's refusal to salute the palmetto flag you see i couldn't do that because it would mean that i believed that estrella ought to be a slave and of course i don't believe such a dreadful thing she explained so then mr Doane heard all about estrella and aunt connie sylvia decided that she liked mr Doane even better than captain carleton and when he told her again that by her courage in bringing him the message from the fort and by her silence in regard to it that she had done him a great service as well as a service to those whose only wish for carolina was that the state should free herself from slavery sylvia forgot all about the long walk through the shadowy streets i wish i had someone to send with you to see you home safely mr Doane said a little anxiously as they stood together in the little hallway but i am known here and i fear everything i do is watched so i must trust that you will be safely cared for before sylvia could reply and say that she was not at all afraid to go alone the outer door rattled as if someone were trying to push it open you have been followed run back to the sitting-room whispered mr Doane. i will open the door End of chapter eleven